Just like the newer endurance athlete takes some small step in their training, you do the same. Your growing in love is very similar to an endurance athlete. You'll do it for years, and you'll get better making small steps, but three years down the road, ten years down the road, you'll be in a totally different spot. But if you don't do anything, you don't take any steps, you won't grow. Many of you know that I like to ride my bike, and I haven't been doing it for that long, maybe a little over a year and a half. And Ben and I will go, and we'll ride with this club in Bloomington every once in a while, and we will get destroyed. They will just dominate us. We're hanging on for dear life. But here's the thing. If I showed you a picture of these men, you would be totally surprised, okay? Because when I say we get destroyed, you think of, like, some incredible athlete who's just, like, super, looks super fit, and he's just, of course he's going to be this. But if I... If I showed you a picture of these men, you'd be totally surprised because some of them just have like these big beer bellies. They do not look like the pinnacle of fitness. If you looked at them, you'd be like, oh, I think Joel might be fitter than that guy, but you would be wrong. But why is it? Well, it's because this guy's been riding for 20 plus years, and his body has developed over the years to the point that even though he's no longer in peak shape, even though he has a beer belly, he's still a better cyclist. So you may not have certain gifts that make loving others easy, but if you spend years making small steps of faith to love other people, you will be amazed at how good you are at loving other people in a decade. I promise you that. So what small step of faith can you take to love others in the church? You may be thinking, well, what does this have to do with Mother's Day? Well, I told you, Jesus says that our brothers and mothers and fathers and sisters are those who do the will of God. And so you have mothers around this very room, even if the woman who gave birth to you isn't in this room. Even you younger ladies, you singles, you are mothers in a sense. You may be in high school, but you can be a mother of sorts to the elementary students. So almost all of the women here are spiritual mothers in a sense. Some more so than others. Some more to other people, to more people because of your age or your wisdom or your experience. But my point is that almost all of you are spiritual mothers in a sense. And so I want to give an appeal and an exhortation to mothers that I hope will challenge you but encourage you at the same time. Titus 2 Starting in verse 1 says this, But as for you, teach what accords with sound doctrine. Older men are to be sober-minded, dignified, self-controlled, sound in faith, in love, and in steadfastness. Older women, likewise, are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good, and so train the young women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind and submissive to their own husbands, and that the word of God may not be reviled. Older women are to teach what is good, and so train the younger women. This is the principle of Scripture. The older women teach the younger women. This principle is so vitally important, and sadly it's lost today in many churches. We live in a day 
where churches have almost lost any sense of biblical sexuality. And I don't need to spend a whole lot of time on that. But churches caving on male headship, churches caving on who God has called to be pastors and elders of the church, on who's to be the leader of the home. The church, like the world, has tried to flatten the differences between men and women. And so rightly so, many churches have pushed back on this, trying to restore what the Bible says about men and about women. But churches can run too far in the other ditch and not give enough emphasis on the necessity of women helping the church. And what I mean by this is that in 1 Timothy, let me say this, in 1 Timothy 2, verse 12, it says, I do not permit a woman to teach or exercise authority over man. Okay? We know that verse. You've been taught that verse. So it's good to teach that. I'm not ashamed of that, and you shouldn't be either, because God is not ashamed of those words. They're his words that he spoke. But we must recognize that just because it's not a woman's place to exercise authority over a man doesn't mean that the church can be healthy with only men teaching in it. Just because a woman isn't going to be your pastor or your elder or preach a sermon doesn't mean that the church can be healthy with only the men leading. If a church is going to be healthy, it must have women who will teach other women, and especially it must have older women teaching the younger women. If this church could be strong and healthy without this, then God would not have exhorted the women in Titus 2 to teach what is good and so train the young women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind and submissive to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be reviled. So because women aren't called of God to be the church's elders does not mean that women are not extremely helpful to the elders in the leading of the church. I don't know what to tell you if you're kind of worried about, like, is this kind of one step towards liberalism or is our church going soft? It's not. It's just loving how God has made the church. And you know this to be true in your own marriage. You know from Scripture that God has called the husband to be the head of the home. But do you think any home is going to be healthy if the husband disregards the woman? Will there, be, will there not be significant weakness in the home if the woman isn't being a helpmate to her husband? We know this is true in our marriages. We know how incredibly helpful, men, you know how incredibly helpful our wives are in everything that we do. Our kids would be a million times worse off if it were not, if I didn't have my wife helping me understand them, helping me love them, helping me teach them. And it's no different in the church. I can't tell you how helpful the wives of the pastors and elders have been to their husbands to help us lead the church. The wives aren't the elders. They don't carry authority over the men here, but they are tremendously helpful to the elders. And not just our wives. Many of you women sitting here before me, have been so helpful to your elders in helping us understand things and understand situations and see things that we would miss without your help. And it's not just that women are helpful to the elders. You women actually carry out a significant part of the ministry of the church that God has given for you to do, and it's actually better for you to do it than for a man to do it. The church, and specifically our church, desperately needs you to fulfill your God-given role to help the church in this way. And here's the temptation that almost every woman uh, feels when you talk to them about this. They're tempted to say something like, 
well, I don't have that much to offer. I'm not really wise enough, or I'm not godly enough to really be of help. Now, they might not say those words exactly. They may say it in different ways. But simplified, it often comes down to this. Many women feel like they do not have much to offer the church. They don't feel godly enough. They don't think their marriage is healthy enough. Most mothers constantly feel like they're failing in training their children. They don't feel gifted enough to help others. But it's not true. And I often feel at a loss trying to help women believe this. But none of your elders think that this is true. It's not true. We know that our women, that our women have so much to offer the other women of this church. We know it. We know it better than you do, probably. Please believe us that we want and we need your help in teaching the other women of this, children, of this church. And so my appeal to you women is this. God has called you to teach younger women. You may say, well, I'm not an older woman. Well, you're probably older than someone in this church. The church needs your help in teaching the younger women. And do you think that teaching just means explaining things? No, it means correcting and rebuking and exhorting other women in these things. And this tends to be more difficult for women to correct other women. And maybe it's because women tend to be less confrontational in nature. But anytime I've encouraged my wife to exhort someone or correct another lady, it's one, it's almost always been helpful to the lady that's being corrected because she has somebody actually talking to her about these things. But two, it almost always grows the relationship between my wife and that person, because the conversation is a little awkward. There's some conflict. But there's real love between my wife and the person. And so the ends up growing into a sweeter, deeper relationship. And that's how relationships usually grow. You hit conflict with somebody, you work through it, and you love that person more than you did before. So ladies, maybe there's something that you've thought of for a while, and you think, I, I should probably say this to that person. I think this would be helpful if somebody would just tell her this. But you've been a little afraid to open your mouth. We'll take the exhortation from Titus 2 and Esteban's exhortation from last week and take a step of faith and act on what's been placed before you by God. And maybe you're still thinking, well, I, Joel, I just don't have much to offer. I don't have the skill set. How am I going to be helpful? I'm not wise like Rachel Nip. How can I really offer anything? Stop thinking that. That's how Satan wants you to think. He is happy with you thinking that because he knows that if he can get the women of our church to not teach the other women in the church, that we will be severely handicapped. Your elders and pastors do not at all think that you have nothing to offer. We just don't. We know that's not true. In fact, we know that you have so much to offer, and that's why we wanted to spend an entire sermon appealing to you. That we need your help, and God has actually made you and equipped you to help the church in numerous ways. And so just like I shared in loving the church as an endurance athlete, Stop worrying about whether or not you're wise enough to do it. Stop worrying about as, whether you're as wise as our pastor's wife. 
First of all, God has not called you to be Rachel Nip 2.0. Rachel did not get where she is in a day. Just like the, the talented endurance athlete didn't become a great marathon runner in a week or a month or a year, they spent years training their bodies to be good at what they do. And the same is true for teaching the younger women. If you're in middle school or you're in high school, you can be, begin to teach younger girls how to honor their father and mother. Some of you younger women helping out with the college ministry, you can teach younger college students what it means to be godly, even though you're only in your mid-20s, early 30s. You don't have to teach them a Bible study or lead a small group in order to fulfill God's call for you in Titus 2. Have a lady over for lunch. And some of you will say, well, I don't know what to talk about. And it just feels awkward. But that's okay. Like I said, print out some questions. I guarantee you opportunities will come up. Women, we need you, and the church needs you, and your elders need you. And we will not be a healthy church if we do not have the women teaching one another. And we believe and we know that God has gifted you in so many ways, and we want you to help the church, so will you please help the church? And if I can speak to the men, especially the husbands for a minute. Men, it is your job to encourage the women, and especially your wives, to do these things. Your wife likely feels like she's not qualified to be teaching other women of the church. She very well may feel like a bad wife or a bad mother, and you need to help her fight that. You need to help her see that that is not true. She needs you to encourage you in her calling to be a Titus II woman. My wife is no different. I've asked my wife that she try to have at least one lady over in our house a week, because the church needs my wife teaching other women in the church. Not because she's my wife and some sort of superwoman, but because she's been called by God to do it. And the same is true for your wife. The church needs your wife, and it's your responsibility to help her. So I tell my wife, just have someone over and have them sit with you while you fold laundry. We fold laundry for 6,000 hours in our house every week. So why not have a woman sit with you while you're, and just talk with them? And any of you with kids, you know that there will be ample opportunity for my wife to teach because you know that some kid will inevitably get in a fight with another kid and that mom will help them work through it. So men, can you please encourage your wife in this? In teaching the other women of the church. She needs your encouragement in this. You know how wonderful she is and how wise she is. And many of you know that your wife doesn't believe it. But it's true. So help her take baby steps to grow in it, just like a newer athlete. Help her find times that she can actually help and encourage other women. Women, we love you. I know that you're tempted to think that you don't have much to offer, but it's not true, and we need you. Christ's church needs you. So will you take one small step of obedience in this? God has made you to help in your homes and in the church, and we will be a godlier church as you walk in obedience to these commands. Would you stand with me for prayer?
Heavenly Father, we are truly thankful for the women that you have given to this church. And we know that you have placed them in this church body on purpose and with the purpose to help the church become more godly. So would you help the women of the church walk in this calling, Father? Would you help the men of this church encourage their wives and the other women of this church into their calling? Father, I know that Mother's Day can be difficult for some. Maybe they've lost their mother. Maybe their mother abandoned them. Would you comfort those who are hurting today? But Father, would you also be gracious and bless everyone in this church with more spiritual mothers who we treat like real family? Would you help our church grow in love for each other? Help us care for one another like a real family cares for one another. Father, we ask for your blessing to help us accomplish this. And it's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen.